Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Bernard M. Bass, with Ruth Bass. The Bass Handbook of Leadership, Theory, Research, and Managerial Applications. 4th Edition. New York, Free Press, 2008. Leadership is the Mastery of Anticipating, Initiating, and Implementing Change, page 15. Leadership is the Initiation of Structure. Several commentators view leadership not as passive occupancy of a position or as acquisition of a role but as a process of originating and maintaining the role structure, the pattern of role relationships, page 18. It, leadership, is influenced beyond what is due to formal procedures, rules, and regulations. Thus managers are leaders only when they take the opportunity to exert influence over activities beyond what has been prescribed as a requirement of their role, page 19. The leadership role, like other roles, is defined by stabilized expectations, norms, that, in most matters and situations of consequence to the group, are more exacting and require greater obligations from the leader than do those for other members of the group. The recognition of leadership as an instrument of goal attainment, as a product of interaction processes, and as a differentiated role adds to the development of a coherent theory that fits most of the facts available to date. Leadership as a differentiated role is required to integrate the various other roles of the group and to maintain unity of action in the group's effort to achieve its goals. Page 22. Leadership has been conceived as the focus of group processes, as a personality attribute, as the art of inducing compliance, as an exercise of influence, as a particular kind of activity, as a form of persuasion, as a power relation, as an instrument in the attainment of goals, as an effect of interaction, as a differentiated role, and as the initiation of structure. Page 25-26 Strategic leadership is behavior that depends on combining perceptions of threats, opportunities, cognitions, analyses, and risk preferences. Page 43 Leadership behavior is a less consistent attribute of individuals than such traits as non-suggestibility, energy, and maturity, which are empirically associated and theoretically linked with overt leadership behavior. Leaders with a strong personal tendency to be consistent will display leadership across many situations. Page 54 Maslow's theory of Upsichian management was derived from his observations of people at work in industry. Maslow stressed that it is important for managers to develop their subordinate self-esteem and psychological health and emphasize the need for self-actualization so that everyone would have an opportunity to realize his or her own capacity. Upsichian management distinguished between the person who was trying to be a democratic superior and one who was spontaneously democratic. Page 59 The findings suggest that leadership is not a matter of passive status or of the mere possession of some combination of traits. Rather, leadership appears to be a working relationship among members of a group, in which the leader acquires status through active participation and demonstration of his or her capacity to carry cooperative tasks to completion. 
significant aspects of this capacity for organizing and expediting cooperative efforts appeared to be intelligence, alertness to the needs and motives of others, and insight into situations, further reinforced by such habits as responsibility, initiative, persistence, and self-confidence. Page 96. The leader is characterized by a strong drive for responsibility and completion of tasks, vigor and persistence in the pursuit of goals, venturesomeness and originality in problem solving, a drive to exercise initiative in social situations, self-confidence and a sense of personal identity, willingness to accept the consequences of his or her decisions and actions, readiness to absorb interpersonal stress, willingness to tolerate frustration and delay, ability to influence other people's behavior, and the capacity to structure social interaction systems to the purpose at hand. Page 101. More activity by leaders, except when it is coercive, is usually associated with greater satisfaction and effectiveness among their followers. Conversely, more often than not, less activity in any of these active styles is negatively related to the performance and satisfaction of the followers. Thus, for instance, the structuring of expectations contributes positively to the productivity, cohesiveness, and satisfaction of the group. The leader can accomplish these initiatives through direction or participation, inspiration or consultation, negotiation or delegation. Whatever the style, as long as it is not coercive and autocratic, it must involve the leader taking action. It is doubtful that leaders in most situations can be of positive value to the group's performance, satisfaction, and cohesiveness without this kind of active structuring unless all such structure has already been provided by other means such as self-management, culture, or organization, page 137. Laissez-faire leadership is detrimental to the performance of subordinates, yet the autonomy of subordinates enhances the subordinates' performance. The reconciliation comes in considering what subordinates need to do their job well. If the subordinates are skilled, professional, or self-starting salespeople, they may need consultation, participation, or delegation, with the directive boundary conditions specified by the leader, the organization, or even the task itself. Within these boundaries, the leader should permit the already competent and motivated subordinates to complete their work in the manner they think best. This kind of leadership, paradoxically, requires that the leader exercise authority to permit such freedom of action. Active follow-up by the leader is also important because it provides evidence that the subordinate's performance is as expected and shows the subordinates that the leader cares about what they are doing. This type of leadership is not related in any way to laissez-faire leadership, in which the leader does nothing unless asked by colleagues and even then may procrastinate or fail to respond. The laissez-faire leader is inactive, rather than reactive or proactive. He or she does not provide clear boundary conditions, may work alongside subordinates, may withdraw into paperwork, and avoids, rather than shares, decision-making. Under this type of leadership, subordinates do not feel free to carry out their jobs as they see fit, instead, they feel uncertain about their own authority, responsibilities, and duties, page 148-149. Rule-oriented followers obey out of a sense of powerlessness, role-oriented followers obey out of a sense of obligation to authority, value-oriented followers obey to fulfill a commitment to shared values, page 154. Sensory thinkers emphasized factual details, the physical features of work, impersonal organizational control, certainty, and specificity, 
intuitive thinkers focused on broad, global issues built around theories of organization, and intuitive feelers stressed personal and humanistic values in their ideal organization, page 169. Authentic transformational leaders align their interests with those of others and may sacrifice their own interests for the common good. Their communications can be trusted. They articulate their followers' real needs and envision an attainable future. They sound the alarm when real threats arise. They set examples to uplift the moral values of their followers. They are concerned for their followers' development and well-being. Page 224 Strongly related to trust in the leader is the follower's perception of the leader's competence, caring, integrity, and willingness to serve others. Also important to the leader's accuracy and consistency in communications that explain decisions in simple, easily understood language. Perceived authenticity is likely to make a difference as well. Page 262. Meanings of autonomy included being allowed to try and fail without fear of reprisals, freedom from constant evaluation, freedom from close supervision, sense of ownership of the work, discretion in scheduling the work, determination of what needed to be done. Freedom to make decisions without checking with the supervisor, taking part in decisions affecting the work situation, exercising personal judgment, having an opportunity to express ideas, and being treated as an equal by the supervisor. Page 299. Moral ambiguity occurs among lower-level managers. The responsibilities and authority of first-line supervisors and middle managers are less clearly defined than those of top management. Uncertain about what they are allowed and expected to do, they experience more tension than the top managers and feel less satisfied with their jobs. Page 321 In addition to being more receptive, members in leadership positions usually have access to information that enables them to predict some consequences of change. The member in the follower position has less access to such information unless it is provided by the management. Rumor, imagination, and speculation often lead to grossly inaccurate evaluations of the effects of an announced change. Participation in planning change provides at least a minimum base of information on which a member may evaluate some possible effects of a given change on his or her work, status, and relationship to the organization. Workers will feel more receptive to change if they are involved in planning it. Page 316 a second study found that supervisors who were required to engage in a great deal of peer-oriented interdepartmental coordination were less likely to be responsive to their subordinates. Page 331 Self-concern and assertiveness give rise to competitiveness. Self-concern and a lack of assertiveness produce avoidance and withdrawal. Assertiveness and a concern for others yield collaboration, and a lack of assertiveness and a concern for others generate accommodation. Page 350 Disagreement between supervisors and their superiors about the roles of the supervisors results in greater anxiety and disagreement between the supervisors and their subordinates. Page 352 Authority is not power. No amount of legal authority over the grizzly bears of British Columbia would enable you to get yourself obeyed by them out in the woods. Page 355 Limitations on idiosyncrasy credit. With idiosyncrasy credit, the leader can step out from the rest of the pack and suggest innovations that will bring about changes in the group. 
Nevertheless, although the leader is able to deviate from the group's norm, he or she must continue to pay attention to the group's norms, values, and standards in order to remain successful in influencing others. Holders of idiosyncrasy credit have other limitations on the deviance that they are permitted. In effect, the leader's freedom to deviate from general norms is exchanged for conforming more closely to the expectation others have about the requirements of the leader's role. Page 380. Leaders practicing contingent aversive reinforcement will foster followers' efforts to comply with the clarified standards to avoid negative consequences for failure. If followers succeed in complying, they avoid being aversively reinforced and may increase in self-esteem and self-reinforcement. If they fail and leaders attribute a failure to lack of clarity, ability, and understanding, the leaders will renew clarification and attempt to improve followers' ability through training, thus increasing the likelihood of ultimate successful performance by followers. On the other hand, if aversively reinforcing leaders attribute followers' failure to comply to a lack of follower motivation, they are likely to reprimand or threaten, possibly generating the unintended effects on followers of hostility, apathy, anxiety, and loss of self-esteem. In turn, there will be a reduction in self-reinforced effort and interference with the efforts of followers to comply. Page 375. Even when given, it, feedback, is not very helpful if it is insufficiently frequent, if it comes too late, if it is not based on evidence, if it is a one-way discourse instead of a dialogue, or if it is unclear or inaccurate. Rather, feedback should be timely, flexible, direct, specific, and descriptive, and it should be about the subordinate's performance, not the subordinate as a person. Page 388. The same dilemma confronts organizational leaders today. They must balance the advantages of a more democratic approach, which ordinarily contributes to the commitment, loyalty, involvement, and satisfaction of followers, with a more autocratic approach, which contributes to order, consistency, and the resolution of conflict, page 439. One or two years may elapse before a change in leadership style has measurable effects on organizational performance, page 456. Who decides? The leader? The lead? Both? On what does the answer depend? What are the consequences? Should leaders give directions and tell followers how to do the work, or should they share with followers the need for solving problems or handling situations and involve them in working out what is to be done and how? Is there one best way? Page 459. Generally, when managers self-rated styles are contrasted with descriptions provided by their subordinates, one is likely to find many more managers who see themselves as favoring their subordinates' participation than subordinates who see such participation occurring. Also, many authoritarian leaders would be surprised to learn that their subordinates say they are far more directive than they believe themselves to be. Page 467. In social service agencies, supervisors set examples of how they expected their subordinates to relate to clients. Satisfied clients coincided with friendly, concerned, supervisory relations with subordinates. Page 515. The considerate leader expresses appreciation for good work, stresses the importance of job satisfaction, maintains and strengthens the self-esteem of subordinates by treating them as equals, makes special efforts to help subordinates feel at ease, is easy to approach, puts subordinates' suggestions into operation, and obtains subordinates' approval on important matters before going ahead.
Page 539. Initiation of structure includes such leadership behavior as insisting on maintaining standards and meeting deadlines and deciding in detail what will be done and how it should be done. Clear channels of communication and clear patterns of work organization are established. Orientation is toward the task. The leader acts directively without consulting the group. Particularly relevant are defining and structuring the leader's own role and the roles of subordinates in attaining goals. The leader whose factor score in initiating structure is low is described as hesitant about taking initiatives in the group. He or she fails to take necessary actions, makes suggestions only when members ask for it, and lets members do the work the way they think best. Page 540. Self-rating seem unlikely to indicate what leaders do according to their subordinates. Page 571. Transformational leaders motivate their followers to do more than the followers originally intended and thought possible. The leader sets challenging expectations and achieves higher standards of performance. Transformational leadership looks to higher purposes. Page 618. Transactional leadership emphasizes the exchange that occurs between a leader and followers. This exchange involves direction from the leader or mutual discussion with the followers about requirements to reach desired objectives. Reaching objectives will appear psychologically or materially rewarding. If not overlooked or forgiven, failure will bring disappointment, excuses, dissatisfaction, and psychological or material punishment. If the transaction occurs and needs of leader and follower are met, and if the leader has the formal or informal power to do so, he or she reinforces the successful performance. Page 618. There is a difference between possessing competence, knowledge, skill, ability, aptitude, and intelligence and being able to translate these qualities into action as intellectual inspiration and the stimulation of others. Page 620. Ordinarily, a hierarchy of effectiveness was found. Transformational leadership was more effective than contingent reward, contingent reward was more effective than active management by exception, and active management by exception might be positive or negative in effect on subordinates' performance but was more effective than passive management by exception. Laissez-faire leadership was correlated moderately to highly negatively in effectiveness, page 628. High-level cooperation and enthusiasm can come about only among competent people with clearly defined roles who work cohesively in trusting relationships, exercise personal discipline, and are willing to work for the good of the team. Page 684. Music by Kevin McLeod.